Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by my fellow Cheryl, Cheryl Folks, who is our Senior Vice President of Team Member Experience and IT Strategy at Dell. So we're excited to have you here, Cheryl. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, I'm super excited to be here with you, too. Fellow Cheryl, you know. I know, exactly. Two Cheryls. This is an interesting topic. We've been digging into this breakthrough study that we've done, and I'm really fascinated about where your intersection is and how you can share some thoughts with us, which is where HR and IT work together and this notion of empathy and the importance of breaking through with empathy in all of our transformative initiatives. And we're all working remote. We're living in this do everything from anywhere world. So talk about this concept of where empathy is so important. I think empathy is one of the most important leadership or maybe it's human characteristics that you can have. And I think that's been amplified over the last three years as we've all learned to live and work and love and go to school and shop for groceries differently. Where I come in, and I think Dell has always had leadership and empathy as a key leadership competency. Again, I would say that's really a human competency at this point. And technology has to support that, right? Technology has to be easy. It has to be developed and designed with the human that's going to use it in mind. It's what we strive to do is bring technology that enables you, doesn't make you feel stupid or incapable, but rather makes your life easier. And that's really what great technology should do, whether it's at work or at home. So I think empathetic humans need technology that's designed with empathy and human-centered values at the front. Absolutely. I mean, there's no question that the whole user experience and all of that from a design engineering perspective has been through that. But as you said, we've been catapulted through this pandemic experience where all the pace of change, everybody's digital agendas have been accelerated. We've all learned and adapted and we're agile on how to work in these new environments. And businesses are certainly looking for how do we stay connected with our workers? How do we show empathy and flexibility? Because like you said, we're all navigating something different at home. And the one positive silver lining I think I've seen, and I've characterized that I think it's revealed a humanitarian side to all of us, right? We used to get really embarrassed if a dog barked or a baby cried on a conference call. And now we want to meet them and know their names and everything. So that level of just humanitarian realism. So what does empathetic leadership look like for you, like in this new context? Well, I think you've just described it's about human connection being at the forefront, right? And I don't know that that was the way everyone really operated or the majority of leaders operated prior to COVID. But being invited into people's homes, as you say, it's a different connection. 
And for me, you have to be very, very intentional. That's the big change, I think, in work relationships from pre-COVID and now into the new world and the hybrid world. Your relationships and your connections are intentional. So you really have to make the time to keep those connections. You're not going to run into someone in the cafeteria and decide to sit down and catch up. The elevators that we used to see people in, now you really need to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and connect with Cheryl because I haven't seen her in a couple of months and I really want to know what she's up to. So you've got to make a meeting on the calendar or you have to intentionally chat with someone. And so I think our relationships require more work to sustain than they did before. Certainly more work to get to know somebody that's new and it has to be very, very intentional. So we have to prioritize the time to make those relationships meaningful and to have connection. And so if you're not thinking about that every week, you need to be because it's going to take that kind of personal investment in this world. It's not going to happen accidentally anymore. And so I think part of being empathetic and leading with empathy is also making the time to renew and start connections in this hybrid world, which is, again, a much more intentional use of your time than it would have been three years ago when people were commingling in the office at a much larger rate. So empathy is obviously asking about how people are listening. And I think video is a huge part of that from a technology perspective, when you can actually look in someone's eyes, even if it's through a screen, when you can read their body language, you're going to feel more connected, but you're also going to get all of those nonverbal cues that really let you know how people are doing and when you should lean in and ask something. So I think paying attention at a different level is really important now, much more important than it was three years ago. Absolutely. And I welcome if you have any great best practices. I lead a global team, so we're based all over the world. And some leaders have members on their team that have joined the company during this circumstance and they've never met them, right? They've worked here almost three years. And the only way with which they've been able to engage or connect has been over Zoom. Yeah. And again, that's where I think video is really important. And every different organization at Dell seems to have a little bit different norms on video. I have my video on 100% of the time. I guess that's just something I did from day one. And as a result, then my team tends to have their video on. All of our one-on-ones are done on video. Again, I like that connection of being able to, I don't care what anybody looks like, right? (laughs) Or, Or whether I've had a workout and now I'm talking to them. It's more to me about being able to see and read body language and get that feedback. It's really difficult for me, for example, to do all hands when everybody has their cameras off because I don't have an audience I can look at or talk to. And so, you know, on my team, our norm is really that we kind of go to video on, but I know lots of different teams within Dell do things differently. I'm personally a huge fan. Again, it's really about eye contact and body language for me and nonverbal feedback. I think that's really, really important. So I know each team is different and people are different. And for some people, video is exhausting. For me, it's a way that I engage and I can't live without it. So it's, I think, a best practice for sure. 
Yeah. And I also think part of it is we have to be flexible and meet our team members where they are. Right. And yeah. so I share your point of view, right? We're all, I tell people we're human, we're social creatures. We really miss each other. There's an element of wanting to stay connected. But when we look at how businesses have really punched through and still led the way here, and you talk about technology, and we very much prominently talk about technology enabling human progress, how do you look at and how do you view empathy in the context of innovation? Because even while we've been apart and we've been working remote, the business has enjoyed some phenomenal results. We've had some record-breaking quarters and the innovation engine hasn't slowed, right? We've still managed to bring amazing new technologies to market. Isn't that awesome? What a fabulous outcome for a technology company to be able to prove that you can work in different ways, you can innovate in different ways. And even with a company this large, you can do that so quickly, really driven by fantastic people, a great culture, and then, of course, fantastic technology that underlies it. I've worked here for, gosh, 27 years now, and it still amazes me what we're able to do, especially for a company our size. The best innovations serve a human purpose. And so for me, the best innovations are going to be empathetic at the onset, right? We're here because we fulfill human needs. We make such a difference in the world as a company. And I'll give you, again, I've been here my entire career, but I still get this overwhelming sense of pride whenever I see our technology enabled at different places, whether it's walking up to the airline counter or in a children's hospital. I just think when we keep that connection, our real purpose in mind, then everything we do is with empathy and our technology is empathetic. And you can even see that in some of the great consumer products, for example, that have come out or the PC was and still remains to be so important for connection through the pandemic and now through hybrid and remote working. Displays that have integrated speakerphones, wireless technology that has come out, different conferencing technology that we're utilizing that's powered by Dell PCs. All of that's with empathy to fill a human need. And I think that's what makes our company so successful and our people so successful as well is that we do keep the customer in mind and our actions are really driven by what's best for the customer, including the decisions we make in designing products. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you can see even with some of the latest really innovative trends of AI and machine learning and the more automation we're able to apply into our different functions, whether it's HR or marketing or finance or even sales, it mm -hmm. actually frees up capacity for our team members, to your point, bring their empathy, insights, their human IQ that no machine can replace, right? Yeah. And really finding ways to innovate even globally. I know in some of the engineering teams and you look at new 
development methodologies and such. I've even heard some of our most senior technical people talk about trust, empathy, all these human softer skills are really the skills they're looking for, which is interesting. You know, they're not looking for PhDs <laughs> in applied mathematics. You need to know how to code, but they're really looking for that empathetic side, which is what's so required as we continue to innovate and bring more of the technology and capabilities to bear, which is pretty cool. Yeah, software development and engineering has changed so much in the last 10 and certainly 20 years since I began my career in IT from having a document that documented everything that you wanted the software to do and then, you know, go away in a dark room and development and bring it back when it was done. And then that was the first time you'd ever seen what you requested six months later. And now it's very much a partnership and design is a core principle. We used to call them non-functional requirements. That's where you put all the requirements for security, for usability, for compliance. And now those are brought to the forefront and part of how you create software, period. Those used to be the requirements we would cut when we didn't have time to, right. to finish it. So we didn't care about how the human interacted with it. That wasn't our primary concern. And certainly that has fundamentally changed in the way software and hardware are developed, which is a fantastic shift. I love that because it's all about the experience, right? And the more you can make the experience simple and flawless and engaging, the more productive we're all going to be for sure. Now, as we wind down this segment, what are you most optimistic about? What's high on your priority list with you and your team? You lead a big team that you're driving into the last half of this year, the beginning of next. Half of my team is about keeping Dell digital productive and compliant, really running that. That's really the strategy operations side of it. And then I have team member experience which we're the IT team that brings you all of our collaboration tools and conference rooms and helps you with your PC if you need help there. And I have our HR and facilities and legal systems. And I am super excited about that team member experience side of the house because you opened with empathy, right? And so you have to have empathetic technology, you have to have empathetic policies, you have to have empathetic norms and culture in order to make that all successful. And so for me, getting to bring technology solutions to Dell, to our employees with really that 360 degree view facilities, which are really important, but very different in their importance than they were three years ago. HR really bringing technology that helps underscore that culture and those norms and then productivity tools. I think we're only at the beginning of what we'll be able to do for all the employees relative to productivity and career and happiness and engagement. And so I'm super excited about working with facilities on the new facility plan and the technology that'll enable that. Technology is quickly figuring out what hybrid means and how to provide great experiences there. And I'm super excited to bring that to Dell. So 
that's really energizing me at this point. And I think from an employee experience perspective, there weren't many things, as you said earlier, good that came out of COVID, but the great acceleration of how technology plays in that is one of them. I think about this sometimes, it's crazy. I fundamentally live my life a little differently than I did prior to COVID, right? Yesterday, I went and picked up groceries curbside. That wasn't an option three years ago. You know, I may have my dinner delivered through one of the 50 delivery services. That wasn't really an option three years ago. I talked to my doctor now through video, which wasn't an option three years ago. I work primarily from home, which wasn't an option three years ago. It's, it's amazing how much has changed and how much Dell has enabled that change for the world. And so I'm super optimistic about my part in that, but also the company's part in that. Yeah, there's no question. Like I said, we've all learned to not sweat the small stuff, embrace this notion of change. I even have my dad on Zoom. So if my 86 right. dad in Florida can do Zoom calls, I was like, why weren't we doing this sooner? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, this concept of productivity, collaboration, user experience, you're right in the sweet spot of everybody's expectations have gone up. We're all embracing the fact that we can work anywhere. In some cases, it's contributing a little bit to our burnout because we just don't say no. We'll take the call from the car. We take the call from wherever now. Because yeah, bound, boundaries are interesting, aren't they? They're very blurred. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I'll tell you, Cheryl, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for all that you do to keep us productive and keep it exciting. Before I let you go, I always like to have a little fun with our guests. Okay. So I will ask you to share a fun fact about yourself, something that might not be on your resume. Maybe your colleagues wouldn't know. What would be a fun fact about you? Oh my gosh, Cheryl, this is... um... For those people who might know me, I am pretty open book about my entire life. So let's see, I told you I have been here for 27 years. Some people will know this, but I have a long family history as well with the company. So my mother worked here and retired from here, in fact, when it was PCs Limited and all the operations were located in one building in Breaker. So Dell has been a part of my life since I was 12. So that's now a very, very long time ago. And at one point I had three uncles and two aunts and a stepfather and a mother and myself who all worked here. So it's almost a family business. (laughs) Well, it's definitely a big business. What a ride. What a great journey and experience you've been able to see. Yeah, yeah. Get to experience with the company. And Michael sets the tone at the top and is just an inspirational leader and a big part of the culture and success. So congratulations on your tenure. I won't say you started when you were 12, but clearly you started pretty young. Good thing Um, this is a podcast and not video. So yeah. (laughs) Well, that way people can use it on their treadmills or in their car or whatever. That's right. Leading with empathy. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks so much, Cheryl, for taking the time and joining us. We appreciate your feedback and your insights so much. Thanks so much. Of course, it was fun. Thank you. Well, Cheryl, thank you again for being here and joining us and taking the time. 
And if you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and tune back in. We appreciate your feedback and be sure to join us in a couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, I hope everyone stays safe and be well. 